Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Running With Real Estate. I am your host, Jeff Bittner. Thanks again for tuning into another episode. Today, we have a great, great segment with Pam Ostrowski. Pam Ostrowski is a good friend of mine, uh, has trained a number of real estate agents, worked with a number of real estate teams uh, among uh, Fortune 1000 companies. She provides a lot of great insight. Today, we're going to discuss branding, marketing, and I happen to think we're going to have a, a good amount of fun Thank you again for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by Happy Grasshopper. Happy Grasshopper is a great service. It's a great way to get another couple touches in on the year. I use this service for my sphere of influence, my database, sometimes internet leads. Basically, Happy Grasshopper sends a unique email out to uh, the list of your choice every three weeks. This email isn't real estate related. It's not salesy. It's fun, upbeat. It usually has a unique fact a link to a great article, and it basically it keeps your name and your brand in front of whoever you want to email. And it, once again, it's not salesy, and it, it gets a tremendously great response rate. Happy Grasshopper, we have an excellent trial. Go to the website. Uh, you get a free two-week trial, I think, for $5. com backslash podcast. Go to the bottom, and you'll see the Happy Grasshopper link. And also, don't forget to interact with us on Facebook, uh, the group Running With Real Estate. I look forward to talking to you. Thanks again for listening. Run the music. Welcome to Running with Real Estate. I am your host, Jeff Bittner. Uh, today we have a special guest, Pam Ostrowski. Welcome, Pam. Thank you very much, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, you're a business coach. You want to give us the uh, gritty details about that and your experience? Ooh, and... Gritty details. Yes. Well, I won't. I won't air any dirty laundry, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I actually. Uh, run two businesses. One's a consulting firm, and I spent a lot of time, uh, actually, uh, it's still running. It's a 30-year uh, experience with consulting with Fortune 1000 companies. And I got a little tired of working with big companies, and so I decided that I wanted to move into working with business owners. And so I uh, became a franchisee of Focal Point Coaching Excellence, which is uh, the mentored uh, by and powered by Brian Tracy. So if you guys haven't Googled Brian Tracy, go ahead. You'll find over a thousand different uh, opportunities to find out more about him. And so from there, I have done over 2,000 coaching hours with business owners and uh, have had the good fortune of uh, uh, working with eXp Realty for the past two and a half years and helping real estate agents build their businesses' profitability and success. I love it. Well, there, there's a big shocker for some of you is uh, Pam works with business owners. So if you're a real estate agent and you don't realize you're a business owner, uh, you might be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I think, and, and part of the reason why I wanted to have you on today, I think it's crucial. A lot of real estate agents now, it's been drilled in uh, the Keller Williams of the world, and, and a lot of real estate books have drilled in the fact that uh, real estate agents essentially run their own business. And whether they know that or not, or operate that like that or not, it's essentially the case. Mm -hmm. But a lot of agents don't think or work or run their business like a business, correct? Right. Oh, so true. Yeah. And um, so we're going to talk today about thinking like a business in regards to uh, marketing, in regards to some of your promotional materials. Mm -hmm. I mean, ultimately, real estate's about lead generation and marketing right. and how you market yourself, market your listings, market your services. How do we make that better? How do we look at those as business owners and as um, you know, basically someone, who, a business who wants to operate like a business, you know, take the emotion out of it and really look at it from a important, you know, business standpoint. So let's just, I, I want to talk and, and we'll kind of jump into branding to start off. Okay. Um, as real estate agents, most people have a brand, our brokerage is part of that, mm -hmm. our individual appearance is part of that. Um, what is a brand to you for real estate agents? Why is it important? Why should we think about it? So the interesting thing about, about branding is that 
people assume that their brokerage is going to do the branding. And the challenge that with that is that people do business with people. They don't do business with, you know, if, even if you take it out of the context of real estate and say, you know, when you buy an HP printer, are you doing business with HP? No, you're doing business with Office Max or Staples. And actually the salesperson who's advising you on those features and benefits and the capabilities. So in reality, if you are not branding yourself as an individual or even maybe as a team, you lose the perspective of who that who your client base, who your prospects are, in order to brand yourself. So as an example, when you get a referral, who do you get a referral from? Uh, a past client or uh, someone I've worked with before, a fam- family member, friend maybe. Right, so it's a human being. Correct. Okay, and that human being is referring what? They're referring me right. as the agent. Exactly. They're not referring to, my company, right? To another... Person. Right. So this is all about people and personal branding. And where people mess up is that they're, they're talking about, here's the house. I'm selling this house. And you'll see it on Facebook all the time. There'll be this beautiful home, and, and someone will say, for sale, call me. Well, first of all, I don't know you. And if I'm associating that house with you, if I don't like the look of the house, guess what? I'm scrolling on. I'm totally skipping you. And instead, if you were to say, you know, First of all, paint the experience for the reader and say, you know, fantastic gourmet kitchen and open family area for all of your great part summer parties. And then say, if this isn't the house for you, I have many others to show you. Let's find the dream home for you. Call me at and, and include your information. That way, a human being looks at that, says, painted the picture, don't like the house, but this person is in real estate. So there's an assumption made there about branding that people associate themselves, a realtor associates themselves with selling a house. You guys sell real estate services, not houses. Houses are an outcome. And that's a good point is you're you're basically – you're in the business of services. You're in the the servicing business. And I think branding is important. I think there's a lot of agents who don't. Think about the brand, what, 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 whatever that looks like, their personal brand, um, their team brand, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, even necessarily, you know, their brokerage's brand. They don't, figure, they don't really look at how is the, my client, my friends, my family portraying uh, the marketing that I'm putting out there, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It, do you think that's because there are a lot of agents who just work alone so they, they, they take more emotion into it and it's not like a business it's not a business decision it's more of a you know I'm going to do what I like and assume that the tagline or what I portray if it's what I like it's what other people are going to like do you think that kind of plays into it or well I think I think the the challenge that you face with that is is just not a realization of the fact that different people will speak about you differently so okay. when you when you think about a unique selling proposition this is a fun thing to do have a party Everybody who walks in gets a sheet of paper and a pen. Before they're allowed to go to the food or the beverages, okay. they have to write down three descriptors of you and then put it in the fishbowl. And then, then you have how everybody around you thinks of you so that it, you're not tainting your perception and you're not forcing things uh, as far as what, what you bring to uh, a relationship as a realtor or a real estate agent. So you do that and you have to build your unique selling proposition based on your uh, ability to deliver services and how people perceive you. Now you have a tagline that actually is consistent with everything else that you're doing. And consistency is the critical element of any branding. We don't change up what we say about ourselves throughout um, throughout time or throughout, well, on a flyer I'm going to say I'm this. And on my postcard I'm going to say this. And on my business card I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to include my fax number even though people don't do faxing anymore. Right. So, <laughs> right. so that's the thought process is to really go through and have a consistent message. Interesting. So the consistency now, how deep as real estate agents do you think we should take that? I mean, should it be, I know for myself, I have a a color palette that I use, you know, my, all my postcards look like my door hangers, which looks Mm -hmm. like my website. Do people need to take it to that extreme or does it need to just be a picture with the same tagline every single time? Well, the ba- that would be your, your – Start there maybe? Yeah, you can start there, um, although <laughs> – and I know we're going to talk about this later, 
But my least favorite thing is um, the professional business. You're in a suit and a tie or you're in a, you know, some sort of a formal environment and you've got your hand under your chin and, you know, you're looking very, you know, I mean, how many people do that, right? And when right. I'm talking to you, I don't have my hand under my chin saying, well, Jeff. Um, <laughs> so, so it has to be approachable and you have to demonstrate that you're a human being. So I've told people, hey, if you're, if you like to fish or you like to golf, wear a golf shirt in your picture, you know, wear a fishing vest and hold a fishing rod and say, I'm, you know, I'm hooked on, on, you know, this, on real estate, you know, do something that's, that's catchy and interesting, but, you know, we also have agents who aren't consistent. So they might put a certain um, cartoon graphic on a postcard, and then on their Facebook page they'll have a different image and and uh, have their dog with them. And, and so you, you can't tell whether that's the same person or not because visually and psychologically you're imprinting your brand. So what you're doing is perfect. It's consistency of image. So we think... Um, we, we perceive things from a psychoneuromotor perspective. So if I'm writing down your name or if I'm visualizing something or I'm reading something out loud, I want a consistent way of, of basically pushing that into long-term memory, which is kind of the science behind the idea of branding. Well, and that actually brings up uh, those Callaways. I met with Joan Callaway, who's very, very big here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. They just came. They had their book. They have a second book. I mean, they had book launched a year ago called Clients First. But she basically, they've sold a billion dollars in real estate just by basically, uh, they send postcards out every two weeks. Mm-hmm. The color on their postcard, actually, the, they have a picture of their sign, which is a very famous yellow sign. Yep. The postcards are yellow. You know what I mean? And everyone gets it, and it says those Callaways, mm-hmm. and it says get it sold. And her, her basically thing was, I, I don't care if you just take my postcard from the mailbox to the trash. Right. You're going to see our name, and you're going to see the color, and you're going to see signs in, in your neighborhood. And they basically sold a billion dollars in real estate right. with basically having just good branding, right? right? Right, And so that's, I think, is important. And um, I think branding consistency is important. And then, you know, making sure you have marketing that has the branding, right? <laughs> right, There's right. so many agents who I, they say they're not busy, they don't have enough work, and they don't, they're not doing any marketing. So right. I, let's, let's jump in a little of that is what kind of marketing do you suggest for agents or what are some of the biggest marketing mistakes agents make? Um, in marketing their services and, and what they do? Well, I think um, there's there's a lot of different ones, but I would say the biggest ones are, um, first of all, having a website, a personal website with your branding on it is really critical these days. Ninety According to NAR, 90% of consumers go to the Internet first in order to find a home and an agent. So they're going to look at that website, and if all it has on it is homes – and doesn't have a picture of you and talk or text or some sort of engagement, a video of you, something that says, here's the human being associated with these homes. And traditionally, real estate is all about the home. And what we're trying to do is help agents with the fact that, no, 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 you're selling services. Your knowledge base, the, the fact that you do over 200 tasks from beginning to end of a transaction, again, another NAR statistic, um, demonstrates that y- you have to be recognized as, a, as the expert. And if all you have is homes out there, homes are not experts in real estate. They're simply the commodity that's being transitioned from one person to another. So websites are really critical. And then um, that's not enough. I know a lot of people stop right there. And um, I had someone tell me, you know, I have my website, but, but nothing's happening with it. And so you cannot manage what you do not measure. So if you don't have metrics attached to whether you're doing Facebook ads, Google AdWords, website, whatever, you've got to have the metrics tools that exist to support that type of marketing. So Google Analytics goes with the website. So I asked the person, what do your Google Analytics say for your visibility? What's Google Analytics? I got back. Whoops. <laughs> Great start. Great start. <laughs> okay, well, let's set that up first. And, uh, and then we moved on to, um, I have some, uh, an agent who's doing Facebook ads, and I helped her with um, the content because one of the problems with ads is there's services out there who will um, take your money gladly and then set you up a Facebook ad with your picture and realtor next to it, where and then underneath it, it says real estate agent again. And then something like, you know, if you're looking for a home for sale, call me. 
Right, well that's neither compelling nor interesting and I'm not going to click on it. So we redesigned pictures, we redesigned the content um, to, to say, you know, um, are you looking for a gourmet kitchen, for instance, as an example to hook people. I like it. And so then it, was, then it went back to and referred back to her website. So then she sent me an email and said, well, no luck so far. So here's mistake number three. <laughs> no luck so far. Well, how do you know? Well, nobody's called me. Okay, everybody out there, people don't call you. Right. <laughs> they don't. Shocker. No. So one of the important components of any ad campaign is to say talk or text, right? Because, and it was funny, I had somebody just last week say, you know that text thing that you keep telling me to put on my cards and everything? So I finally put it on a flyer and somebody texted me and I was like, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> because people these days with with voicemail, um, all the different email accounts that we have, texting, uh, actual phone calls, in-person meetings, Voxer, uh, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. We have all these different tools that are inundating us and making it us not friendly. In other words, not wanting to communicate in person. It's faster for me to pop off a message to you and for you to respond at your convenience as opposed to me trying to reach you live. So without that contact information, when we leave that type of information off of our marketing materials, again, another mistake. You're not trying to communicate with the person the way that they want to communicate with you. So, um, you know, in, in Facebook ads, so I asked this individual, you know, well, how do you know your ads aren't working? No phone call. And I said, so what do your Facebook analytics say? What are Facebook analytics? <laughs> So, so understanding that you cannot manage what you do not measure, you have to understand what you look at your expectations. And I always tell my, my clients, come to me, let's talk about your expectations. Let's talk about the tools that are available for you to measure these, these types of tools for their success. And I think that's really important. I think another point, especially with websites, is figuring out the goal of the website. Right. Figuring out the purpose. Mm -hmm. I think, especially being in real estate, you should have yourname.com as at least locked down as a real estate website. Right. Um, I don't think you're going to generate very much business from, I have jeffreybittner.com as, as a, a real estate domain. I don't mm -hmm. generate any traffic to it. I don't send anyone there. But part of the reason is, is if you type in jeffreybittner.com, guess who pops up? Right. And you My reroute website. it to your website. Too. Right. Or at least they know I'm a real person. It's got real estate associated with it. It's got some testimonials. Just so if someone just happens to Google my name, mm -hmm. that website's going to pop up. My other real estate websites are going to pop up as well. But there's a lot of people, um, especially with Gen Y, I know specifically, if I Google your name and you're in some kind of profession like being an accountant or being mm -hmm. a real estate agent, if there's nothing that pops up with your name associated with real estate, I'm not going to call you. I don't, I don't understand. I, to me, just growing up as a Gen Y, I don't understand how that's possible. You know what I mean? Well, but you're branding you. Right. And, and I think that, that that's part of the catch to all of this is that there is an age differentiator. I'm just a wee bit older than you are. And, um, and Three I'm a, years, Max. Max, yeah. <laughs> that's so not true, but thank you. Um, but the, the interesting thing about it, though, is, is that we hear of people who are kind of stuck in the 90s in, in a more traditional marketing methodology. And, um, and if more and more, obviously, as we all get a little older, uh, more and more of our client base is below the age of 40. So yeah. if that's the case, you've got to know how those people think, how they search. Yeah. And they will search by your name first. And if you don't show up, you have zero credibility. Yeah. And I think also, let's say your marketing is working well. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. they remember your name. Right. If they Google your name and there is no phone number, there's no website that pops up, that means no phone numbers popping up, no contact info, no email address, nothing then I don't know how to get a hold of you. If I don't have your number already in my phone, don't but I somehow remember your name, yeah. but I somehow remember your name, I don't know, I'm not going to know how to get a hold of you. So I think that's very very good points. And then to kind of flip to the other side, I think important is having your name and, and something set up with your name. Mm -hmm. But I also if you're going to try and generate leads from a website, it's important to focus that website on generating leads. You know right. what I mean? Right. So many people, especially with the internet, they want to set up one website and have it be the end all be all right. where it's going to pop up if they search their name or if they search sites and, or, or properties. And 
to bring up your point where you said it's more about the agent these days, I think that's crucial because it used to be with buying a home, to, to get information about a home, you had to go through the agent. So it was right. more about the home. Nowadays, you can type in an address, even your own address, right. find out more details so about your own home <laughs> yeah. than you ever knew. So it's not... And then you can argue with it. That is, my house is worth at least $50,000 more than that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What do, you, what do you, and I know this isn't necessarily on our topic list, but sure. what would you say, like a marketing budget? I, I get... And, and I bring this up because I have frustration with people who uh, don't necessarily they, they don't have enough business or they're not busy enough, but they spend more of their commission check maybe on technology or tools than they do on any kind of marketing. You know right. what I mean? Right. And I heard one guy, and it was very eye-opening for me, one agent said, for the first three years, I spent 25% of all my commission on marketing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it has to be that high, but I think that's important where you got to spend at least – a a portion, correct? Sure. Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about in the four-step plan for success is um, investing in your business. So we talk about, and we'll talk about this in another session, but, um, you know, how much, how many transactions sellers, how many transactions with buyers and, you know, other revenue streams. And then, then the final part of that first step is how much money are you going to spend on your business? Uh, any business owner, I don't care what industry you're in, if you are not willing to invest or you don't have the money to invest in advertising and promotion of your business, you should probably reconsider and start looking through the classifieds because ultimately um, I actually recommend uh, an 8 to 10% uh, of, of your commission check. Whatever, whatever you make, 8 to 10% should go towards uh, some sort of whether it's ad campaigns, uh, flyers, you know, and you can do some of this stuff pretty inexpensively. So, um, you know, if you're looking to make a hundred thousand dollars, I usually recommend between eight and and ten thousand uh, dollars. On average, that's about seven hundred dollars or so per month. Um, and uh, you know, I know people who spend two two thousand, three thousand dollars on Google AdWords. And of course, me being the marketing person, I'm sitting there going, "Okay, Google AdWords is not targeted. If you did Facebook ads, you could go down to the zip code, you can go down to interests, you can be much more targeted." So for me, when we talk about marketing, I'm all about understand who you're targeting. You should have a business card for buyers, a business card for sellers, and a business card for just general, "Hey, I'm you know, I'm a resource for you," you know. But at the very least, you need to have two separate ones. So um, anything that you, you create should be targeted at the exact people that you're trying to, whose attention you're trying to get. And, and I think a, a good, and it goes back to thinking like a business, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a big hurdle for people. One, a, a big changing point for me was, uh, must have been a, a year and a half ago, where I went to my local bank. And mm-hmm. I got a complete. I got a business account, and I opened up a business account, yep. and then I attached it to QuickBooks, right? Yep. So I could I could run <laughs> it's really a, handy. A, a profit and loss. But basically, I deposited every cent I made into the business account first, right? And I paid myself from the business account. But it separated mentally something for me where, when it's in your personal account, there, and you think about marketing, there's something partying with your money, right? Right? You're going. You're going. Well. I could I could buy a new laptop with with a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Right, I right. could buy a brand new laptop with a thousand dollars. And there's there's something more difficult about spending your own money. But when you separate the two and you go, this is a business decision. The business needs to generate more money. Correct. This isn't. It's not in my account yet. I'm not. It's not money I have to spend because it's in the business account. Mm-hmm. There's something much more easier about that. And it's it's right. helped my mindset tremendously in thinking like a business owner as opposed Great to idea. thinking as an individual. Um, plus with the QuickBooks, I get to run profit and loss statements. I feel real official about yes, it. Yes. Um, so the IRS also appreciates that. Yes. <laughs> well, it's funny because I just had somebody say, oh, I can't meet with you today because I have to go through, I have to meet with my CPA and figure out all my taxes. Well, you know what? By doing things your way of treating it truly like a business, you can track all that stuff and then you just capture your QuickBooks file and uh, email it to your accountant and they're like, oh yeah, you know, no problem. You're going to get, you know, the X number of dollars for a refund. So, um, it's a much more efficient way to run your business as well. And again, you cannot manage what you do not measure. And if you tend to do that with personal funding and use your checks as a personal income, that creates its own set of problems. 
one of which you've already brought up, which is spending it as having difficulty spending money on your business. Right, and, and, and detaching yourself right. from what a business decision is and what a, a personal decision is. And I find it's much easier to look at it and go, okay, I spent $10,000 on marketing, but that generated $100,000. Exactly. So it almost, for me, spurs and goes, what if I spent $15,000 yeah. on marketing? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I think it, it, it's a different way to look at it, Correct. but I think I think that's kind of an important piece of it. Right. Um, and that laptop is tax deductible, by the way, if you're going to use it for business. Right. It technically, <laughs> could, it technically could come out of the business account. But um, it, it's 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 thinking like a business and, and basically running what you're doing. I think you bring it up a ton where it's just like, did you come into this to, to hire yourself and have a job? Or, right. or are you here to run a, a, business, a business and run a company? And that's ultimately right. what it can be for a lot of people. But I think 95% don't realize that. They don't. Right. Don't they have that mentality, right? Right. And, and it does turn into, um, within the coaching community, there's a thing called victor victim. And so when things don't go your own way, and, and Brian Tracy talks about you're the architect of your business uh, and your life. And so you own how you treat your business and you're accountable for that. And so ultimately, uh, one of the challenges that people have is that they think they're still working for someone. And, and frankly, a lot of, of your clients think that when you work for a brokerage, they're paying you a salary. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's not the way it works. So, so when we think about marketing, we're, we have to think about the fact that we're running our own businesses and that we have to invest in it in some way, shape, or form. There are cheap ways to do it, like Craigslist ads and Facebook ads don't cost that much. Facebook ads are cheaper than Google AdWords. Um, you know, you can do flyers. You can hand deliver them in an envelope. Um, you know, there's, there's inexpensive ways to do that, but you still end up spending two or $300 uh, per month. And you, and that's to me, $300 a month is the bare minimum. And, and I, I think it's, I think it's important. And I think I, part of me believes that that's almost part of, uh, it's a big issue in the industry is people don't realize they're, they're running a business. Right. And I think there's a lot of new agents that come in and I've, I've, recently partnered with a, a school of real estate and I've been meeting with a lot of new agents over the past year. And that's what a lot of them, like you said, they have a mentality of they're going to work for someone. They go, okay, what time am I supposed to show up? What, yeah. where are my leads going to be? Yep. Um, and then how do I get paid? And you're just like, whoa, you know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> right, right. Oh, how much of my marketing are you guys going to do? And it's, that's just not the case. You know right. what I mean? It's right. Less work. and less so too. And what's happening too is that the brokerages who are marketing the fact that they provide marketing and they provide leads are using much more traditional, um, what are we? We're the baby boomers, aren't we? Uh, so the baby boomer generation, you know, here's a piece of paper. And it's like, really? Well, what's your, what are your search engine results? If I look you up on the Internet, do you pop up? So the, the market is changing and the tools that people are using. The average age of a Facebook user is like 52. And, and you know, everybody's shocked by that. And it's like, well, hey, we have children and people that we know. We have friends, too, you know. Right. So, so you have to think of it that way, too, is that you, you, your marketing that's being done by a brokerage, they don't want to spend their profit margin on marketing either. So you want you, – you own you, and you own your brand, and you own your business. You decide whether you're going to be successful or not. Absolutely. And I, to me, some people look at it as a downside. I think it's liberating. You know what I mean? I get to do whatever I want every single day. I get to design whatever I want to design and and spend my money and I get to make all those decisions and I'm running a business and, you know, I decide what time I wake up and, and I would, I would be hesitant if I went to a brokerage and they said, Hey, these are the postcards you have to use. And these are the, uh, I would be like, Whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how comfortable I feel about that. Well, and it's interesting because the whole premise of a franchise uh, and I'm a franchisee of Focal Point, that's a, a franchisor, um, is that they have a system in place and it's replicable and you follow their rules. That takes away from your ability to be unique. And that's one of the reasons why I love working with the EXP folks is because we do have the ability, each person is a company. And so the, the ability to have flexibility and creativity, the fact that markets are different depending on where you're at, um, so you don't, you don't, you have that sense of freedom. And I think that that's a, a really huge, um, it, there's still system, but you also have freedom and very rarely do you see those two things in, in any business model. Yeah. And ultimately 
you'll find the longer you're in this business is your best clients are the ones that like you. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> the, the ones that you can – ultimately your best clients and the ones that are going to have best experiences because they like you and they trust you. And right. They, they're buying your services from you. And right. So you People ultimately – People know and love you. <laughs> right. You ultimately get to make those decisions and you want to have a, a say in those decisions with yeah. the marketing and with everything. But uh, one thing I want to bring up is, is headshots. And I know you have some opinions uh. on this and I have some opinions on this as well. What are your thoughts on – Headshots and professional photos and, and when to incorporate them in marketing, when to not. And mm-hmm. So uh, one of the, the exercises that we went through recently in group coaching was to look at some flyers and layouts. So there's always the, the – to answer the question about the, the headshots, um, people do business with people and very rarely do you walk around with your hand under your chin or tilted forward or tilted backward. I've seen some really odd positions of professional photos and you just kind of sit there and go, wow, what does that mean? So as an example for branding, um, my company's name is business fitness coaching and everybody immediately goes to the fitness part of that. And it's supposed to be business fitness and that I'm going to help your business be healthy. And so since everybody loves the fitness part of it, um, I'm changing up my theme to be me and workout wear with dumbbells and, you know, bar, barbells and stuff and doing different types of exercises to say, you know, let's get down to business yeah. about, you know, you know, doing a push up, for instance. So the whole idea is to affiliate your brand or your tagline or how you see yourself or how you want your clients and prospects to view you. What would build trust? So we have a, uh, one individual out in South Carolina, and um, he's in uh, a lakes region with lots of hiking, and it's a beautiful area and uh, nice homes. And uh, and he's like, well, you know, what do, what do I want to say about myself? And I said, well, you're the active lifestyle realtor, right? And he's like, oh, I like that. And the whole idea would be that now you can market to hikers and fisher person, you know, fisher people, whatever, don't want to be politically correct here, right? <laughs> Fishermen. Um, but, uh, you know, kayakers, boaters, all of those different types of markets. And, and you want the photo that makes it look like, you know, you're part of that. Yeah. You don't want the photo with the gray screen behind you and you're in a suit because that active lifestyle realtor wouldn't be wearing a suit, would yeah. they? So, you know, even golfing, you know, that's another, you know, golf shirts are are much more appealing, open collars, you know, something that looks professional but doesn't look stilted, doesn't look too um, too staged, basically. Yeah, and I think a good thing to do is, is look at some other photos and figure out who you – if you look at a photo and you go, I don't know if I trust that person or, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of things like that where yeah. I see online where I, I'll see photos, whether they're more staged or not, yep. where you're just like, I don't know if I would do business with that person. Right. You know what I mean? And figure out what that is kind of to you. And right. once again, I, I think one of the best things about this business, like you said, with the active lifestyle, or if you want to go the golf route, yep. the beautiful thing about this business is you could literally be the golf realtor and the golf guy yes. and you get to golf and you get to, you can experience these golf courses and take videos and mm-hmm. write blog posts about different golf courses in a different area. And people will know, Hey, if I want to, you know, if I want to buy a house near golfing, I need to talk to this guy Brandon. and you get to do what you love. You know what I right, mean? Right. It's that, a win-win. It's you can't really lose as a win-win. Like yeah. you can't in very, very few businesses can you get away with filming yourself golfing or filming a golf course or filming yourself hiking or fishing or even if you just become the local you know you know you know all the fishing spots locally in the lakes uh, that's huge you know what i mean so and and then we go back to branding where you kind of make that a consistent message now you don't have to in scottsdale uh golfing would work fishing not so much yeah (laughs) although we have the highest uh arizona has the highest per capita boat ownership did you know that i did not know that yeah yeah apparently everybody owns a boat in order to get into the six lakes that we have (laughs) right that's very very interesting so any other so where are we using these kind of headshot photos should we use it on all of our marketing should we use it on some of it or, or well i i think um I think because we we are really truly uh, emphatic about doing business with people, uh, I'm a fan of of using. You don't have to use the exact same shot, 
but uh, to to make sure that you have some sort of humanness to every component uh, of your marketing campaign. So whether it's your Facebook ad, whether it's your, your when you um, when you uh, have your banner, that you're, I, I, have you ever noticed people are constantly changing their banners on Facebook? And, you know, it's like, well, you can't do that as a business. Right. You, you know, you want, or at least the profile shot should be the same. But because that's what shows up in every other piece of of social media, right? Is yeah. your your headshot from from your Facebook post? So you want to make sure. And a lot of people don't know that 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 when you post a, a profile shot, that's the shot that gets communicated into you know emails and voicemails and Google Plus and I mean it's everywhere. Yeah. So if you ever think that you're just doing something in the limited way, guess what? Your picture's everywhere already. Um, and so. Um, you know, whether it's marketing flyers, it, but it needs to be something that says, do business with me. I'm a trusted advisor. I can help you with whatever it is that you need to do in real estate. It should not be, I look just like every other person in this in this collage of realtors, only I'm wearing a different color tie than the guy next to me. You know, and, and that's the sad part about it, and I've seen it, and it, it pains me to, to see that. And I, I, I beg of every real estate agent. Um, Arizona, there tends to be a theme like this desert background. It's like the same. It's the same. <laughs> they're, in a, uh, they're in a studio very clearly, but like someone superimposed some cactuses in the background. <laughs> refrain from the. I, I would say if you're going to do active shots or something like that, you can actually yeah. go out there and, and take photos. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, any photographer worth their salt will go on location with you. Um, or will accommodate your specific uh, needs. I just looked at, someone asked me to look at their photo shoot, and uh, I said, geez, I wish you had had asked me what you might do for other shots. <laughs> because the, the photographers, you, you know, they, they're, they're broad profile type shots. So they're used to taking pictures of babies and professionals and senior, and so, portraits, and senior portraits, family portraits, Christmas for portraits. And it becomes something that um, loses its, its pizzazz. It loses personality. And that's ultimately what you're trying to communicate is I'm somebody different. I'm somebody who has a personality. So pose with, you know, with a, with a golf club or you're, you know, lean on your golf bag for heaven's sakes, or, or, you know, um, bring a, you know, wear clothing that's, you know, fishing related or, you know, bring your kayak with you, whatever it is that you, you want to do to, to demonstrate whatever your brand is. Uh, somebody has a picture of themselves out in a garden. Uh, a, a female realtor was out in her garden and she, so she's, it's like, oh, that's kind of, it was pretty, first of all. So visually appealing as, is the cor politically correct way to say pretty. Okay. And <laughs> uh, that's the marketing spin. Um, and, uh, and then she was wearing, you know, some casual type of, you know, collared shirt. And so that, you know, was like, oh, I bet you, I wonder where those gardens are. So the next thing you do is you, you know, text her or say, what kind of rose is that? Or, you know, you do something unique, right? But the, the standard headshot is, is uh, boring and, and not, not very differentiating, if, if at all. Right, and I think I actually think that stems from I think back in the day a lot of brokerages required Headshots. very right. Well, uniformity. Was, yes, exactly. It had so to be it, a certain way with yeah. a certain photographer, and everyone had to have the same business card with the same picture pose and picture. And I think that's kind of where that stemmed from, and it's kind yeah. of stuck around. But I think it, especially in this day and age, because uh, photographs and whatnot is so easily obtainable and, and cheap, it's important to have good professional photos and right. It, do something that you want to do ultimately and you feel comfortable with and do something that kind of shows your personality as opposed right. to just. Well, and it was funny in that uh, when I was looking at these, these profile shots that were just done and apparently the photographer says, you know, well, look serious. Well, this individual couldn't look serious if his life depended on it. Okay. So, so he looks like he's like trying to hold in a, a laugh Right, and it's like, okay, that's not a flattering picture. <laughs> so the problem is, is the realtor or the uh, photographer is trying to get the realtor to have different. There's only so much you can do with a particular headshot. Or so, professional, quote unquote. Right, photo. exactly. So um, you know, one of my shots actually has me with my arms. We got a, a bench, and I put my arms up on top of it so that I was able to to project a different image than say a, a side shot 
or, you know, the really weird shots where somebody, the photographer stands on a ladder and comes down on you, and it's like, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> and, or, or they're below you, which is even worse. It's like, oh, geez, not, not the wrinkles on my neck. So, <laughs> so, I mean, there's only so much they can do. And so you owe it to the photographer to bring your props, to bring your personality to, to, the, to the photo shoot. I think it's important. I think, it, and it's ultimately something that you're going to put on your branding and your marketing right. and, you know, have it be something that represents you and, right. and, and something that you like. Well, and I even suggested to one agent, she's a grandmother and, and, uh, and I, and, and one of the, and actually it was another agent who gave me the idea is that he had a slideshow. So you don't have to be, you don't have to do a live video in front of your webcam where you're staring at the camera and you've got your glasses on because you can't read the script and it's not good. So, but you could do a slideshow where it's a, a series of pictures. You can do captions. Movie Maker in Windows does this quite simply, and I know there's a ton of Mac products that do it. Um, but the whole concept is that you're introducing your family. So he has pictures of his kids, then a picture of his wife, and they're out in the snow, and that's a really unusual thing in his neck of the woods. Um, and then, so I suggested to this grandmother, I said, why don't you have a picture of you sitting and have the grandkids around you and the real estate sign behind you or a home behind you? Because what that does is it says, I have a life in front of me, and I have your home behind me. And, and to be able to – people don't think about the psychology of a visual – and um, we're actually, as humans, a lot brighter than we give ourselves credit for. And our brains are instantly processing that visual very differently. And if all you give me is a face, I can't capture that face and associate it with anything. But even standing next to um, your, your sign, right, with your name on it. Okay, I get sign, phone number, picture, got it. Home in the background. At least you're saying, in my brain, long-term memory, Person's face, their name, phone number, home, realtor, got it. But just a face is never going to be enough. And we won't get too much into this, but I actually think very soon here in the future, especially with the wave of videos, mm -hmm. we're going to see a lot more even 30-second, like 30-second, 45-second yeah. bios where it's, you That's know, what I've been telling people to do, so gosh, I hope you're right. Right. Well, <laughs> I think because, like you said, people want to connect with something or someone or something about you, whether it's mm -hmm. golf or your grandkids or – um, and I think with the wave of video, it just, photos aren't going to do the justice that video is going to do. Now, obviously photos aren't going to disappear anywhere because we're going to have to use them for print marketing and right. Facebook profiles and whatnot. But I think that's going to be the new kind of business professional shot is going to be a 30 to 90 second little bio right. about what you do and your clients or, you know, just so people can see your personality and connect with you. And that's ultimately yeah. where you're going to, you're going to get more People contacting you is when they feel like they can trust you, and you know that's why videos and all that stuff is so important. Well, what's really funny is I get this question a lot. Is on videos in particular, um, one individual will say, you know, I I don't want to look at the screen. Okay, well, well, don't. You know, look at the person who's standing behind the screen, and you can have cue cards. PowerPoint actually has the ability to go into video mode where it will scroll, so you can just like a teleprompter. And so you can you can do things so much differently, and uh, some people have decided, oh, I'm going to spend the money on a professional videographer, which is a scary thing because then the videographer has you look off center of the camera. So you're no longer making eye contact with your client. And, uh, and so it's like, well, who's he talking to? And they're obsessed with this, just like the photographers are with the headshot with the hand under the chin. And I just want to grab all the videographers on the planet and say, look – if people do business with people, um, this is truly about associating con eye contact and personality, and, and you're having a conversation with the person on the other side of the computer. You need to make eye contact. It's right? not a 60, uh, 60 minutes uh, <laughs> interview. <Right. laughs> yeah, this isn't somebody who's, uh, you, know, uh, you know, like an Enron executive or something where he can't make eye contact. You know, right, exactly. So it's supposed to be approachable, consumable. I love it. I love it. Well, last thing I want to t touch on is you, a, a lot of marketing, there's obviously a lot of online options. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a, a big one that we're going to see, I think it's making way right now, is, is kind of back to the basics in regards to farming and, and more hands-on marketing with postcards and flyers and, and things of this nature. Um, what are your kind of thoughts on that? What are um, How do we make them more appealing and, and how do we use those and kind of incorporate those? 
So I think it's important for everyone to understand that there's no single approach to marketing. So uh, when we talk about the true term campaign, we're talking about a multi-pronged approach. So it's print, it's uh, online, it's website, which is, is still online, but one's a little bit, online means more promotion, uh, website means access, so additional information. Uh, and and then all of the different um, ways to use photography and video as an example. So a, a campaign may, for print in particular, uh, I just got a piece, and I, I, I couldn't tell. I remember the girl's picture because I actually scanned this in to use in my group coaching sessions to, to share. Um, it basically says uh, something like, uh, you know, luxury living, okay, and then there's a picture of a beautiful home, Arizona home, of course. And then uh, a little bit about this individual, not about her, but about contact information and about how beautiful these homes are. And then her face and a fax number, because we use faxes a lot nowadays. Uh, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, people. We do not need your fax number on anything anymore, okay? If, you, if somebody needs your fax number, they're going to ask you for it. Don't take up important real estate on your cards and your flyers with your fax number. So, um, you know, and, and I looked at it and I said, okay, where's the call to action? Right. And everybody's like, well, what's a call to action? And it's like, it's where you tell somebody what to do with this. Right. And there was not a single point of engagement within that entire flyer. And I get postcards all the time. And it's all of what, you know, how much is your home worth in this neighborhood? And, and you know, the funny thing is, is they talk about, um, it, it's like, oh, you know, um, the referral concept. Well, I live on, on horse property. Like my closest neighbor, my other neighbor has 25 acres and the other one has 15 acres. So they're a little further away from me than the average bear. And then, uh, and the realtor is like, you know, oh, well, you know, in your community, I'm like, I don't really live in a community. I live on, you know, county land and there's not a lot of people that we associate with. And so it was a, it was a broad brush, again, not targeted, which is a pet peeve of mine of, well, everybody sends these cards out. You know, we, there's services that do this and make a ton of money off of them. You can do this on your own. It's not rocket science. You don't need to pay, you know, I know there's some agencies that are doing it for like $10,000. They'll do this whole campaign for you for 12, 12 months. And it's like, yeah. And guess what? They're doing it for your competitors. And they're getting $10,000 from them too. And, oh, by the way, they're on the same carrier routes. Right. So, so there's no differentiation. Take it in your own hands. Do what you need to do. Um, you know, it's okay to print stuff off of printers, but, you know, there's Office Max and Staples if you want to use those. Use pretty paper. Use, use something that's um, of quality if you're going to do any letters. And um, never leave a piece of paper at a house. Uh, I, the, the way I got this luxury piece, it was hooked onto a wire onto my gate with a, uh, one of those um, clips and then the piece of paper. And I thought, <laughs> well, first of all, my dogs would rip it to shreds if they knew it was out there. And then secondly, it's very tacky. If you're yeah. going to do a luxury branding, you put it in an envelope, a nice envelope. It shouldn't have been printed on uh, 90, you know, white 20-pound uh, paper either. You know, so understand that what you print on and how you print it and how you present it um, is critical to your brand as well. Uh, it, it, you know, and then have a call to action. Engage the reader. So those are the big things with postcards and any print material. And there's a couple great websites. I use uh, Got Print a lot. Uh, and you can get uh, pre-made postcards or you can get letterhead or envelopes with your logo on it. I mean, you can get all this kind of stuff. It's uh, the cheapest I've seen online. And mm -hmm. you can get real high-quality stuff. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you can get really nice. I mean, the, the beautiful thing about real estate is always the, the ROI, is the return on yeah. investment, you know. Even if you spend a dollar, two dollars on a marketing piece, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and, and, but you have a 3 to 5% success rate. You're going to, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. Um, yeah. it. Another good one for sending postcards is, is uh, Quantum Digital is, mm -hmm. a good, is a good site. Uh, you get to design your own stuff. They send it out. They pay for the, you know what I mean? But Postage, you, the, yeah. the beautiful thing about their site is you can do 50. Uh, there's, not, there's a lot of companies that do big batches Minimums. where you have to do like 2,000. Right. Um, and you can also upload a list so you can mail out your whole database. I do that mm -hmm. every twice a month where I mail mm -hmm. my whole database using Quantum Digital. But with farming, with postcards, I think a big thing is consistency as well. Yeah. Um, 
It kills me when people say, oh, I sent out a flyer in December. It's like, oh, what would you put in for January? Oh, I didn't do January. Well, what about February? Well, I didn't do February either. I'm thinking I might do something in April. Really? <laughs> if right. you're not touching your, your target markets at least once a month, at least once a month, you're not doing your, a good job with your marketing. They're, just, they're simply not going to remember it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, the next postcard you get in the mail – Think of the name, throw it away, and then if they don't send you something else, try and remember it in six months. You right. won't. You just won't do it. So it has to be consistent. And I think, to me, it's if you're going to do it once, it's pointless. I'll just send me your money, and right. I'll, I'll get you the same results. Right. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. you've got to commit to six, eight, 12 months at the very minimum yep. um, with, with some consistency, at least once a month, if not twice, you know, right. especially with farming. Um, and, and this kind of print, print material, I'd like to think of print as almost more of a long-term strategy. Right. When you have call to actions, you might obviously get instant uh, people who are inquired, mm-hmm. but most of the time it's going to take one, two, three, four right. postcards for them so to recognize your name. The interesting thing about that is that it used to be the conversion rate of, uh, of touches is what marketing people call it, but contact. So you might be able to um, do a postcard on one, do a flyer the next time, um, you know, maybe do a ice cream scoop and say get the scoop on the market for the summer. You know, do something cute. Uh, but you, you want to touch them potentially in different ways, not the exact same way necessarily. But the flip side of that is, is that the more targeted your content is, the more likely you are to convert the lead. It's, it cracks me up when people say, oh, well, I do this kind of ad online. You know, Hobbs is between two hundred and two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars, and I get two thousand leads. They're not qualified leads; they're just people who can breathe. You know, they know how to click, right? So, right. so the idea is, is that you want to get the two. You want to mail to the two hundred people or the five hundred people who know and love you. Who you know, the move rate is one out of seven, so about fourteen, fifteen percent in the country and they're going to think of you. That's why you have to stay in front of them is they're going to see your stuff and go, Oh, that's right. I got to keep this. Cause you know, we're, we're talking about moving and you know, we want to hire Jeff. So, so the concept of lead conversion is directly tied to how targeted your marketing is. And ultimately lead conversion is when we go from prospect or lead to client. And that's right. where the money comes in. Well, and, and like you said, the more targeted you are, the more stuff you can do with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Imagine. It's fun. Right. Well, imagine someone who's getting your postcard and then also gets a Facebook ad with your name. You know what I mean? Yeah. They see a yeah. Facebook ad from your this company. This guy must be big. Right. Well, <laughs> it's just because it's targeted and you can At do them. stuff like that. You can upload right. the same list to Facebook as you can to Quantum Digital as you can to, you know, Google AdWords and or yep. MailChimp. So they can get a news, an email newsletter from you, mm-hmm. a postcard from you. They can see a Facebook ad from you. Guess who they're going to remember in regards yeah. to branding? Yep. Absolutely. 100% so, agree. I love it. Thank you, Pam, so much for coming on and talking about uh, marketing. And you're and, very welcome. Uh, you're very knowledgeable, and I, I <laughs> we tend to agree about a lot of stuff, which is funny. <laughs> it's funny how I got invited. <laughs> that's this it. was a lot of fun. If you want to get invited on the show, you have to agree with everything I say. So that's the that's the kicker. No, thank you so much, Pam. Oh, and then if you, someone Jeff. wants to get a hold of you, sorry, oh. uh, coaching, uh, real estate questions, how do they do that? Well, the best way is to go to my website, businessfitnesscoach.com. Uh, and, uh, or you can contact Jeff and he knows how to get a hold of me pretty readily. So absolutely. Thank you, Pam. All right. Thank you. Take care.